Well, good morning, church. For me, is a I love the support. <laughs> For me today, I have the blessing to bring the word of God, and I'm very happy to to do this because I have my family here. My parents are here, and the people that I love also are visiting me. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm a little nervous, I would say, because my dad is here. You know, I've been listening to my dad preaching for 20 years, and just, I know, I, I don't have to mess it up because my dad is here. So, uh, like I said, it's a blessing for me to bring the Word of God. I would like you to tell somebody next to you, tell them, it happens sometimes. It happens, right? Have you ever heard that word before? It happens. If your car breaks down, or if you lose your job, or you want something like that, hmm? it happens, right? It happens. I've been told some, uh, somebody I've told me before also. It happens. So this message that I'm about to, uh, to preach to you is, is a message about faith. It's a message about fear, about hope, about when we are in, in situations where there is no way out, we receive an answer from God. And in, I would like you to, to read with me in, in, in Acts chapter 27. We're going to, uh, in verse 20. We see in here that the, the Apostle Paul is in the middle of a miracle. But at the same time, he's in the middle of a mistake. And sometimes those two things come together, miracle and mistake. So the Bible said in Acts 27, verse 20, When neither sun nor star appear for many days, and the storm continue raging, we finally give up hope of being safe. In this verse, we see Paul, and that is with the people around him, he's in the midst, in the middle of a hopeless situation. In a time where there's no hope, it seems like uh, the situation has no end. So what happened, when, what happened in this situation is that they lost all hope. They quit believing that they will, could be safe. But right at the time when they started to let go of hope, God spoke to Paul in a powerful way. And Paul was this missionary who, who took the gospel to the Gentiles. And so, so it was a good thing for the people in the boat that Paul was there. So the Bible said in Acts 20, 27, verse 21 to 26, said, And after they have gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you will have spared yourself this damage and lost. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because none of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and to whom I serve stood beside me, and God has graciously given you the lives, wait, sorry, and, is, and told me, in verse 24, say, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, man, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run around some on island. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your presence, for your, uh, your love with us, God. Father, I pray that you use my voice uh, and just let me be just, God, an, a servant to bring your word, God, to your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So in here we said, in this chapter, we see that Paul, as spiritual as he is, he's not about telling someone, I told you. Have you ever been told somebody like that? I told you not to do that, and you still did it. Because look, in verse 10, he said, Paul told them, man, I can see that our birth is going to be disastrous. We're going to die. Please don't go on this. But they didn't listen to him. 
And as a matter of fact, Paul wasn't the boat. He was held prisoner for preaching the gospel. He didn't do anything wrong. But sometimes the reason that we go through things isn't because of our fault. Isn't because of something wrong we did. You know that, right? Sometimes we go through things like, well, it wasn't my fault, but I have to go through it. So even as a Christians, sometimes the things we go through are directly connected to something that we did right. Sometimes we cannot always know the reason, and that's difficult for me sometimes, I have to confess it. Because I, I always want to know the reason. Why am I going through this? And sometimes it's hard for me even to put trust in people. And sometimes uh, I'm kind of skeptical, and I have, you know, to... when. I met a person, I have to build a relationship with that person and probably go to eat one or two or three times and then, okay, we can hang out more because now I know your intentions. And I, I know I probably I shouldn't be so paranoid and, and somebody very special told me one day, Aaron, you should trust people more. And I told this person, you should trust people less. <laughs> so we balance each other out. <laughs> so. And it happened, you know, before to me, like, I have a friend who one day he called me, he was from my undergrad, he told me one day, uh, he, one day he called me, he said, hey, Aaron, uh, how's your family, how's your job, how's your life and everything? And I was like, I never spoke to this person in years. In fact, we never spoke in undergrad, why are you calling me? And then at the end he said, the reason I'm calling you is because I need so-and-so. So I was like, eh, so you, then you don't want to be my friend, and then you don't want to know how was my family? How was my job? You just call me because you need something. And I know, I cannot go through life living like that, you know, assuming the best of people. But sometimes when somebody comes next to me, like, hmm, I wonder, well, what do you want from me? You know? So let's continue. <laughs> so in this chapter, I see the Apostle Paul, he's in a ship where he doesn't believe he rightfully belongs. He's taken prisoner. He was taken prisoner for a crime that he didn't commit. He's been accused for things that he didn't do. And I hear two things. When he's talking, I hear faith, it will happen, and I hear frustration. This didn't have to happen. And I hear both, because look in verse 21, it says, After they have gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Man, you should have taken my advice not to save from Crete. Then you who have spared yourself this damage and loss. In other words, Paul is telling them, the reason we're about to wreck, the reason we're about to die is because of, of a decision that you made. But if we stay too long in the reasons, we're going to drown. Because what matters at some point is that you have to get past of trying to figure it out why it happened. And it's difficult for some of us sometimes because I want to know the reason why we are in this situation. Why my family is like that? Why my job? Why? why? In fact, when I work as a resident chaplain at Baylor, I have to call the students that perhaps they were going through a tragedy or a difficult time. And I have to just call them to follow up and be like, hey, this is Aaron. I'm your resident chaplain. I'm calling you to pray for you. And I was always tempted to tell them the reason why you're going through this. There were students who were on academic probation, and I was like, the reason you are, because you don't study. The reason because you go to the movie instead of go to, to studies. The reason, I, and I always feel compelled also to give them a reason to, deal, to, to be like, you know, God is going to use this for good. And I was trying to give them Romans 8, 28 and Jeremiah 29, 11, every Bible verse that it was in my mind to encourage them. And I realized at some point, giving people reasons, sometimes people do not need a reason when they're in the middle of a storm. 
They just need a reassurance that God will not leave you alone in it. So please, I encourage you, church, whenever somebody, someone you love is suffering, don't be so quick to give them a reason. Don't be so quick to point your finger. Well, the reason your songs are doing, the reason you lose a job, the reason you're going that no, it's not, it's not a time. People do not need, to need, not need to hear a reason when they're going through a hard time. What they need is someone to reassure them that God is with you and so am I. And here Paul is standing in the middle of the storm and the reason it's happening is because of someone's dumb decision. Have you ever had to go through something, some storm because of someone else's dumb decision? And this is awkward because if you agree too much, the person next to you is going to be like, you remember that day? That's you. That's you. And Paul said, if we will have done this way, we will have not gone through this. So let me tell you something. Not everything that happens to you happened because God wanted it to happen. And certainly, not everything that happens to you happened because the devil did it. Because the enemy do not have control over your life, but God does. And sometimes I think uh, we find ourselves in a difficult situation of our life, not because of the attack of the enemy, but because of the, a decision that we made. And sometimes I think we got the wrong word. Uh, we confuse because both words start with the letter D, the devil and the decision. So Paul said, this didn't have to happen like this. Really the hardest thing for me is when I have feel like at this situation when I'm, I'm in on, on it right now, it was avoidable. <laughs> when I feel like uh, I could have avoided this, but yes, it's inevitable, and that's the tension. I mean, it creates a tension with me, and stress with me. But I have come to a place in my life where I'm no longer trying to figure it out whether God did it or the devil did it, because it has to pass through the same hands before it, before it gets to me. And I have read enough the Bible to know that God will use someone's bad decision to get me to my destiny. And I have seen enough to play, to know, like a, in, in the Bible, Joseph, at the end of his life, he was only able to look at his brothers and said, don't even worry about it, because what you meant for bad or evil, God meant it for good. It was for own good. So which one was it, evil or good? So it was both. So why cannot be bold? Why cannot be the attack from the devil God can use for your own good to repurpose your life, to reorder it, and to accomplish what God has for you? And Paul was saying, this didn't have to happen. I don't want you to blame this on God. We could have avoided the situation, but if, you, but if we stake, if we stuck in the reason, we will miss the revelation. Because Paul said, you know, there's a reason this happened, and it could have been avoided. But last night, when the storm was raging, last night when I was all alone, and God showed up to me and reminded me that his purpose is still intact, even if the ship goes down. So these things, it had to happen. And God doesn't tell Paul a whole series of explanation. He doesn't give him a reason. He gives him a revelation. You will be before Caesar. You will share the gospel. So revelation is more important than a reason. So we cannot fight the devil with a human reasons because sometimes, sometimes we don't know the reason. Sometimes we don't know what we're going through. Sometimes you have to go back to God and trust him because God is very tactical on this to create a situation to give you a revelation. 
So even Jesus uh, let Lazarus die, you know, when somebody tells Jesus, your, your friend, your best friend Lazarus has died, and Jesus said, I'm glad it happened. Can you believe that? Jesus saying, I'm glad it happened. Why? Why he said that? Because now we got a situation that is going to enable a revelation. Until this point, they knew him as a healer, but now they needed to know him as a r- resurrection. So Paul said, that's why Jesus said, I'm glad it went wrong. So in, in this chapter, Paul is saying, I'm glad it went poorly, Paul said. We must now, we must go run around a ground on some island, but this thing had to happen. Sometimes when you ask God for a reason, he will, he will bypass the reason and give you a revelation. And he will say, you still belong to me, you're still my child, I don't operate by human reasons. Because if I, operate, if I operate by human reasons, sometimes I'll be up, sometimes I'll be down. God operates by revelation. He is good, he does good, he's with me, he's for you, and he will never leave me, nor forsake me. That is my revelation. Somebody say with me, I have a revelation. And so when you get in trouble, you don't need a reason. You need what? A revelation. And Paul said, we're going to make it, but the boat isn't it. The boat has to break down, but we're going to make it. We will suffer loss, but we will not lose what's most important. That is the promise. You know what is amazing about this story? Because it's just ha- it happening just as God told him to Paul. It will happen. And they all, they go to the shore and they go to the island. And the word for you today from God is, it had to happen. Whatever situation you're going in your life, it had to happen. So in verse, in chapter 28, verse 1 said, Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. And Malta means refuge. And in this verse, we can see that the grace of God doesn't always prevent the consequences, but it gives you a place to land. When we go to the shore, they found out that the island was called Malta. And it must be a relief, you know, for them because they were no longer on the open sea. They were for weeks and wondering, are we going to make it? Are we going to die? And when they go to the place, the Bible said in verse 2, the islanders show us unusual kindness. They'll build a fire and welcome us because it was raining and cold. So the islanders is a kind term to describe the people from Malta because the actual word used from Luke who wrote the book of Acts is barbarians. He called them because they didn't speak his language. So Malta is an unfamiliar place for Paul. So they built a fire, they welcomed him because it was raining and cold, and now imagine this, okay? Can we emphasize on Paul a little bit? He survived a shipwreck. Now he's in, in an unfamiliar place. He survived it. But I, I mention this because many times in my life, I have been myself in Malta. Not in the island, but in situations like Malta. An unfamiliar place, an uncertain place. Have you ever been on Malta? Oh, sure. You might be on Malta right now. Have you ever been somewhere that you never planned on being? Have you ever been on Malta? Malta is the layoff you didn't see coming. Malta is the relationship you didn't see ending. 
Malta is the emotional place you never thought you experienced. You saw other people depressed. You never thought you would be depressed. You saw other people's kids act crazy. You thought your kids would do right. Malta is the place with someone, when, when someone was there for you and he's no longer there for you. Have you ever been on Malta? I mean, and we might wonder what somebody as important as Paul was doing in, in this island. The Bible said that Paul got to Malta, survived a shipwreck. And let me ask you something this morning. Have you ever survived a situation in your life that you thought you would never end? And look at you. You're in here in church, worshiping God as the brothers and sisters, right? Have you ever given up hope? And when you're about to give up hope, God was there as a mighty warrior to fight for you, to tell you, you still belong to me. I'm here with you. Don't worry about it. The Bible said that those islanders were so kind to the prisoners. It was 276 of them. And they built a fire. And Paul was such a good dude that he was trying to help. Just, you know, he wanted to help. So he grabs a piece of wood. And the Bible said, and, 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 in the verse 3, And Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, brushwood and he put it on the fire, and a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. So now, now let's go back again to Paul again. Look, I feel sorry for Paul this time. <laughs> He's in prison for preaching the gospel. He's in a shipwreck because a sailor didn't follow his advice. Now he's cold and shivering in Malta. And just as he thinks he made it safely, okay, I'm safe now. He gets stuck by a snake. Unless you've been there, when you thought the fight was going to be over, when you feel like, okay, finally, I'm financially stable, I'm emotionally stable, finally, I'm in a safe place, and there becomes something else. Have you ever experienced something like that? Oh, sure you do. And I... Me too. And the, and the snake, the Bible said the snake pops out, of the, pops out of the fire. And Paul was just simply trying to help. And the Bible said that it fastened itself on his hand. And after that, just watch what people did. This is why I, I thought at the beginning, I'm just kind of like have a hard time trusting people at the first time. What happened? Look, people will always find reasons to know why you're going through this situation. People will never say it to you directly. But they might think the reason why Aaron is going through this is because of something bad he did. Maybe. So the islanders were watching Paul, who got a snake on his hand, who just came out of the crawling out of the sea and survived a shipwreck. And he claims to be a preacher. He claims to be a servant of God. But why isn't God protecting you? Has the devil tried to convince you that if you had God in your life, you wouldn't have to go through what you're going through? And the, verse, and the verse 4 said, When the islanders saw the snake hanging out of his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a, a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, the godness, justice, has not allowed him to live. In the next verse, I can see that Paul preaches one of the most powerful sermons in the New Testament. When Paul saw that every, everyone was looking at him, expecting him to die, he knew he captured an audience. Everyone was like, okay, what's going to happen? Is he going to die? Is he going to die? Is he going to fall off? Looks in verse 5, it said, But Paul shook off the snake out of his hand and suffered no ill effects. Paul's response is that he didn't say a word. 
He didn't try to convince them that God was with him. He didn't feel sorry for himself. He didn't go on Facebook and put a post, you know, response. He didn't do that. Paul did this. What Paul did is what you and I will have to do when we make it through the storm. We will, people will talk about you, but it will, it will look like it, there is no end. But the Bible said what Paul did is that he shake it off. That reminds me of a song. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off before you get into your system. Shake it off before the, 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 the banner comes into your system. Shake it off. Paul, he didn't take a bow from people to see if God was with him. So Paul said, I have a revelation. I have to go to, to, to Rome. I have to preach to Caesar. I cannot die on Malta. And God is telling you the same thing. He has a revelation for your life. You cannot perish in this situation. God is taking you to the promised land. Sometimes we have been so busy trying to figure it out to find a reason. But God already, already gives you a revelation. God wants to everybody around you to see that you trust him. But we can see in here that faith doesn't prevent you from getting beaten. In verse 6, we see that the people expecting him to swell off and suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. This is why you cannot trust in people, like I said again. <laughs> One man, he was a, a murderer, but now, oh, now he's a god. Oh, now I changed, changed my mind. Even happened to Jesus, you know, Hosanna, Hosanna, and then crucify him. This is why our response cannot be to people. It has to be to the Lord, to God. And the verse 7 said that it was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. Let me tell you that opportunities in life will be the byproduct of an adversity that you go through. You can pray for an opportunity, but you don't want to stand up under the adversity. So the word for today is, it had to happen. Whatever you're going through, it had to happen to get you to your destiny. We have to go through something. We have to prove perseverance because that's the only way that faith could grow to enable the opportunity. And verse 8 said, his father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him, and after prayer, placed his hand on him and healed him. There was a reason why Paul went through the storm. There was a reason why Paul was in Malta. Paul went and prayed for him and placed what? His hand on him. And let me tell you, said, the same hand that the healing came through was the same hand that it was beaten by the snake. Whatever you went through, whatever you're going through that didn't kill you, that is hard and, 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 and uncomfortable, God will use it to bless you and to bless others. And in verse 9 and 10 said, When this happened, the rest of the sick of the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we need. The other people's mistake... God turned it into a mission for Paul. I'm not saying that God did it, but I'm saying that God will use whatever you're going through to get you to your destiny. Paul never wanted to be in, in, in this island, but now that he's there, well, he's there, he starts sharing the gospel and healing people with the, God's power. Maybe whatever you're going through is not even about you. 
Perhaps God is using the situation to bless your family, to bless people around, to bless your church. And I have a word from God for you today. In whatever situation, whatever situation you're going through, I want you to remind you that you are not stuck. This is just only a transition in your life to get you through the, the, your destiny. And I want to end with this. We can see in here that perhaps we can see that the wind was controlling the boat. The wind was too rough and then the wind was controlling the boat. But, but guess what? God was controlling the wind. So whatever you're going through, like I said, God is, can use that, is using that to bless you and to bless others. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your uh, love for us. And thank you for reminding us, God, that we are not stuck. We are in a transition, God. And we love you and we believe in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.